You're listening to Super Power Up with multidimensional master, superpower expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Tonya Donrekla. If you're ready to disrupt reality, then sit down, strap in, and prepare to experience the show that proves there is no spoon. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I am so excited for this episode of Disrupt Reality. We are introducing you to our next series, folks. This is exciting. Across the Divide, Race Matters in Black and White. And I am over the moon delighted to have with me my dear friend, Dondrell Swanson, who has, uh, you know, we've been connected for over 25 years, people. So yeah, he's got stories, I'm sure he could tell, but he's not going to get that chance, maybe. I don't know. Like like I could stop it. Uh, But he and I came together in this conversation for these messages to talk about our experiences from 25 years ago, because not only did we develop a friendship during that time, but we got to experience how to manage um, unrest it, when when racial relations and tensions get so high um, in a space, and we experienced that at Arizona State University 25 years ago, and and we use the series as a to to highlight some of that experience and to talk about it, but but also to use that as kind of a story as a guideline of how do you move through separation into the um, you know into the escalation phase and then find your way out into the reconciliation. Um, and what we feel here as superpower experts is that that's people are just crying out for that on so many levels right now of of of, of to be heard, to be understood, and and for real solutions to come to the table. So no matter where you fall on that, perhaps you fall in the camp of people who don't really understand what is going on, like what's happened. How did we get to this point? We address a lot of that too. So so this is a safe place where you can listen. Can get some information through the IM series. We provide resources, folks. This is not a simple matter. It is not a quick. I agree with this. I don't agree with this. There's a there's a complexity to it that we're going to share with you. And so, before we uh, get get you over to the series, which starts next week, please join me in welcoming to the show, Mr. Dondrell Swanson. We'll tell you all about him here in a moment and 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 who he is. Um, but I think it's important for 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 the folks to hear your voice. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here with you and uh, really excited about the awesome work that you all are doing on this platform. Well, thank you. And and we're so appreciative that, you, that you're coming in and bringing this perspective to the table of, of, of you know, our experiences were, were pretty different in that in that walk, just as everybody is, everybody's experience is different and it, you know, kind of tugs on different strings and different things. Um, but but nobody knows what I'm talking about, so we need to set the stage for that. So, Dondrell, if you want to share with the folks, um, you know, I, I said we were going to share a little bit about you from from that time all the way back, because because again, who you are now, I'd imagine you feel similar to how I do. That is a is a really clear byproduct of all of those experiences, and some of them were um, some of what we we did together at ASU. So I think it's important that we start there and, and who you were there. Um, and, and how would you describe yourself 25 years ago at Arizona State University when it became clear that, that there was a matter coming up that was having to be faced? Yeah, so um, at that time, I was, uh, I believe I was a senior student at ASU. I had been born and raised in California, grew up in Oakland. Um, Oakland, California is a very, very diverse community, although it's 
typically represented as largely um, African-American. So when I say diverse, I think that's relevant, though, is that we had a lot of populations uh, in terms of representation, but we did not have a lot of interaction outside of school. Mm. And so we kind of all went back to our respective communities. So when I came to ASU, the heavy engagement uh, with folks from diverse populations really changed for me from just ethnic uh, diversity to also geographic diversity, um, ideological diversity, um, sexual orientation diversity. So it really was an eye opener for me and a great experience. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. And and you, of course, uh, as with everything you do, weren't weren't a typical student in the sense of, of go to your classes and, and, and then go about your day. You were heavily, heavily involved in the ASU community in, in a lot of different ways. Can you kind of describe all of the activities that you were involved with? Not all of them, but, but give us, get, let them know a little bit about who we're talking to here. Uh, well, sure. Uh, let's see, what was I doing? At so I was, uh, in addition to being a student, I was the president of our fraternity. I was also uh, one of the uh, student leaders on campus in the sense that we taught classes. Uh, and then we had a fairly what they called um, premier organization on campus called the Devil's Advocates that uh, was a highly selective process to uh, really represent and be ambassadors to the university. Um, those are probably some of the main things I think I was involved in at the time outside of our work, which really kind of centered around how do we take um, different ideologies from a social representation perspective and, and really advance that. So uh, what people would today call diversity education. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. So folks, we're going to take a break here quickly. And when we come back, we're going to dive a little bit into um, more about what was going on at Arizona State U University at the time and what prompted um, Dondrell and I and others to to start having some serious conversations about how to walk through some of these really challenging times. Um, and and we'll, we'll share all that with you when we come back. We're going to continue this conversation with Dondrell Swanson about across the divide. How do we cross that divide that he so eloquently pointed out really isn't just about race, but it's such an obvious kind of polarization right now for us to to just start looking at how, can we maybe do this better? Can we expand the conversation a little bit and, and really walk toward that reconciliation? So stay tuned, folks. When we come back from the break, we'll, we'll tackle these issues and so much more. Be right back. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Awesome. We're back, folks. You're listening to Disrupt Reality. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, and we're talking today with Dondrell Swanson about our upcoming series, Across the Divide. 
race matters in black and white. And it is kind of a play on words, right? Because as you, as you talked about earlier, like this isn't just about racial identification. In fact, if you really want to learn folks, go study the, how that even got started. Like race is a fairly constructed reality, but it, but it works because it visually satisfies us. Um, but that in and of itself is a really interesting look at, you know, and, and, and if you think about why did it get developed, what was the motivation, how, anyway, super fascinating if you want to go down that trajectory. Um, but that's why it's a little bit of a play on words. And it, it's, it, it's really obvious that the conversation is so much bigger than that when you start looking for solutions, right? Um, but what we cover in the series is the initial separation, you know, like I just talked about with even even the the construct of something like race and how did these things get going, um, typically leads to some point of escalation before we can get to any kind of reconciliation. And Dondra, I think you did such a great job in that too. In fact, I think you said, um, you know, people don't, like you said it better, but something about, you know, people don't really, aren't really interested in hearing solutions until they know you understand um, and, and that, that's really stuck to me. Like I put that in my heart because it, that, that, that's where we tend to want to rush to solutions is when we're uncomfortable in the understanding. And, and you and I were lucky enough to have an experience where we were trained and, and, and practiced and, and provided safe environments to, to play with some things that are incredibly volatile for people. Um, can you share a little bit about what your experience was with some of that training, maybe what led you into it and certainly what um, propelled you through that to get to a place where you were able to sit with the senior administration and offer really viable solutions to these matters? Sure. Um, what's interesting about that is I think I was recruited to be a part of the experience because as conversations often go is a, uh, you know, hey, we need additional voices there, right? We need diverse voices. And so frequently you come into that environment expecting to be one who teaches. And in this case, I really found myself to be one who was learning a lot. Of course, I had some things to share as a young man uh, from, from a city like Oakland, California, but I had a lot to learn from others and was, 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 was really taken back by the experience. Mm. Well, in the experience he's talking about, there was a retreat called um, Leadership 2000, but that wasn't the only thing that we were involved with. We Because there was either stuff prior, but certainly stuff after. Um, uh, for me, it was it was, it was was part of the degree program I was in, which was kind of how I, I was guided there. I was in the intercultural communication program. And then, um, you know, obviously the solicitation to you to participate um, in a, in a guide role there, the, um, and then beyond that, we worked with these concepts and, and, and when, and I don't know the timeline and, and, and it actually probably isn't all that important, but, but not too long after that, there were, um, there had been some problems on campus, but, but they kind of came to a head. In fact, we talked about on the series, like I'm not, you know, we both kind of had different recollections and I'm sure the truth kind of meshes up in there. Um, of the series of events and the timeline, but ultimately what transpired was some really um, inappropriate things occurring that led us to the realization that there was a lot more strife under the surface than what any of us realized. Um, and to your point, talking about it, like in your community growing up, we all kind of did the same thing. You know, we communed on campus, but unless you really tried, like it was kind of like the high school cafeteria, right? You could you could really kind of cocoon yourself similar to 
our world now, right? Where social media and algorithms, you can kind of build your little bubble thinking that everybody shares the same perspective you do. And um, I found at least, and, and you can speak to this, that that it took real effort for me to cross that divide, right? To, to, to engage and think if, if I had so chosen, I probably could have stayed in that. Now, perhaps those things were available to me in a different way than, than what you felt there. Um, but that was my experience that, that there was effort that I had to exert to, to follow those courses of study. How was that for you? Oh, I totally agree. It took some effort. Uh, it took an open heart and it took a desire. Um, and as you referenced that experience growing up, uh, now it's, it's, it's interesting to reflect upon um, the diversity of the community that I grew up in. And at the same time, I knew so little about my neighbors and my classmates mm. because we all lived in racially homogenous communities for the most part. But uh, to your point, we interfaced at school and we knew very little about one another with the exception of the occasional friends that you made that were outside of your neighborhood. Uh, and of course, you went to school uh, with many of those folks from the neighborhood. But it's an interesting parallel on where we are today because many of us live in what they call garage door communities, uh, which mm -hmm. means very little about our neighbors. Um, you grew up, you knew everyone on the block. And these days, that's not always true. Mm. Since we know so little about one another and we create these echo chambers of life, like you only watch certain news stations or you only listen to certain talk show hosts that really confirm a lot of what you already think and feel, I wonder if despite all the progress that we know a whole lot more about one another today than we did. Well, and I think there's so much depth to that question because that's where we typically go when it's like, wait, maybe there's a problem, but but certainly I'm not a part of it because look, I know all of these people that represent all these different groups. But but to to your point, you know, friends on Facebook isn't necessarily the same thing as really understanding. Um, and there aren't, you know, perhaps there aren't as many opportunities or, or I don't know, we, we just don't pursue them to really immerse ourselves in someone else's world. And I think for the most part, like, especially right now, like, really, like people like, really, you want me to add one more thing on my list of things to do right now that I'm now supposed to go and, and understand all this and seek this out. So it's, we're not suggesting that, that, you know, everyone's sitting around idle going, gee, how can I grow today? But what we are suggesting is underneath all of this is a depth and a robustness that we would be remiss if we didn't point to and say, this is, these are not superficial conversations at the slightest. And so, um, and they're also not so daunting or impossible that it's not worth stepping into. Um, and, and that's also what you, you, you may not know what's going on, or you may not, you may understand what's going on, but, but you're uncomfortable with, with how to talk about it, or you may know exactly how to talk about it, but you're not sure what you should be doing about it. Right. And, and, and regardless of where you lie on that, and regardless of how you identify socially in all of its various components, there are places where additional understanding and love and compassion can come into play. And, and to Dondrell's point, with an open heart, really, truly, you can um, receive that knowledge and have those experiences if, if you desire. If you don't desire and you're not really all that interested in educating yourself, um, then, then, you know, may, maybe, maybe dance with a little bit of delicate care here into topics that you may not completely understand and perhaps 
it's not the best idea for you to formulate an opinion about without first understanding. I think at the very least, we can all agree that reactionary um, kind of actions and behaviors without understanding can lead to some detrimental things. And, and it's, so, so there's, there's, a, there's a real kind of introspection here of where do you fall on this? And, and are you like, I don't understand the big deal and just shutting that off? And is, is perhaps there an invitation to open that space a little bit? Um, or maybe, like I said, you've been sitting there pretty comfortably and now you're being nudged to, to do something with it. Um, the, but that's a, that's a very personal thing. And certainly we would advocate that you connect with the divine and pray on it and, and, and follow that guidance if, you're, if that's how you feel drawn. Uh, Dondrell, there was, we talked about in the series a lot, a lot of um, what led up to, to the unrest and, and, and how it was navigated and, and some of the you know, intervening from, from the senior administration. But I know in the reconciliation portion of it, there's so much in that. There's so much goodness that came out of that. I'd like to take a moment and talk um, really uh, about the, like the culmination. So let's fast forward to, um, you know, you're getting ready to graduate. We have these experiences. Wheels are set in motion of, of look, we, we, were, we were heard. The senior administration responded. Hey, whether they really, really wanted to or not, you know, we could probably debate, uh, but, but, but it happened. And, and there, and, and the outlook moving forward, knowing that there was real mo like movement in that direction. Um, it wasn't perfect, you know, it, it, and it didn't necessarily solve everything, but it was movement. Can you move us into that phase and how, what your outlook was on things moving, like, sitting in that space. Um, yeah, yeah that, that's the question. Sure. I think the beautiful thing for all of your listeners and viewers is that regardless of where they are through this series, they get the opportunity of listening to two folks who came from dramatically different backgrounds and places and developed friendship and was able to navigate some of these challenges. What began with a curiosity uh, to learn about others or to share about themselves turned into some tools to help have a tremendous impact on one of the largest universities in the country. Uh, but that all started with a desire for us to, as I mentioned, learn about one another and learn about others who might have had different experiences to bring to the table. And what that did was it also taught us to be systemic in our thinking and not transactional. And what I mean by that is at the time that we faced some of the challenges at the university, which really we could kind of classify as uh, racial and ethnic strife within the university community, it gave us the opportunity to not look at that as how do we solve this problem, but how do we solve this and create an environment where more students would feel affirmed, more students would feel welcomed, and more students would have the chance to succeed in this larger global university environment. So the solutions that we chose to engage were ones that were not about solving today's problem, but about solving today's challenges in that mm -hmm. university environment. Um, and so we talked a lot about what are some systemic things that we can do, like introducing classes that offer more instruction and education about racial and ethnic and cultural diversity much more broadly. We also talked about how do we develop institutions on campus 
so that not only would students have a place to go and learn and feel affirmed and be better prepared to be successful in that environment, but they could also take the message out to different parts of the university and help teach them about difference in a way that could be appreciated and celebrated and not just contextualized within racial conflict reconciliation. Mm. Brilliant. Brilliant. I um like amen, I think is, is really the best way to respond to that. The um I, I remember why uh we kept going, right? It, it was it, it was that that in you, the the ability to to see beyond that, to add to the conversation combined with the the vision and the systemization and all of that fun stuff that that made it possible. And I think the for me at least the most important piece in all of that was that we never doubted for a second that we had viable solutions because we had them. There wasn't, we didn't have to pretend we weren't making it up. We weren't, you know, pulling it out of a hat. It was, we knew this stuff worked because we had used these tools. And I think it's a really great lesson in, um, you know, sometimes it's worth the effort to look a little bit harder for sustainable, scalable solutions before you just want to put the Band-Aid on and then look away. Um, certainly, you know, stop the bleeding. And the, the bleeding will happen again and again and again and again and again unless we do things differently. And that, at that point, once, once, once we, we've heard and we've come together and, and we've listened and we've stopped the bleeding and we're, we're you know, atoning, at that point, now it's it's solutions, right? And every problem has a solution. Like that that that's the easy part. The the challenge is traversing through the the not so feel good spaces, folks. And 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 you know we're going to encourage you to not bypass those. Walk through them. You know, find ways to get there. There's so many resources available now. So much more than 25 years ago, and we're going to provide them. But but we know so many organizations are doing amazing things in these arenas. If this calls to your heart, and you just simply don't want to be complicit in any systems that you don't understand, and you're not sure how you're being manipulated, but you're pretty sure you're being manipulated in some capacity into agreement with something that you're not really sure you agree with then it's always worth peeling back the layers and exploring. Um, and then make your own decision, you know, come from that place, connect in with, with God and see, you know, see if he can't inform your heart on it. But, but whatever that looks like for you, take from us that, that at least in our experiences, it, it's worth it. Closing words, Dondra, from you. I would just invite the listeners to walk with us through the journey to see uh, how we came from different perspectives and chose to learn from and with one another. And even though we did not know that there was a divine spirit that was uh, hovering over the relationship, uh, <laughs> it's beautiful how we can reflect upon that and appreciate God even more for what he does in our life, what he has done in our life, even when we didn't know he was doing it. And I think your listeners and your viewers will have the opportunity to do the same. Uh, not only seeing that through us, but probably reflect on their own life and say, you know what? I just came to the realization that that situation got worked out for me because of God. Mm, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for that. And folks, we'll have links in here so you can find the messages. You can go to superpowerexperts.com slash messages right now and put your email in there if you want those delivered to your inbox uh, and you'll get the, the get the announcements about it. But however you find us, 
please, if we resonate with you and if you're, you're seeking additional guidance, reach out to us. We're here to support. And, and, and another call out that just came to me. If you attended Arizona State University and had an interaction with the Intergroup Relations Center um, that was present there from, what, 96 to when, 11 years? Seven. When did it, how long did it stand? Do you remember? I do not know for sure. I feel like it was 11 years. So anyway, you can do the math. But if you had an interaction with the Intergroup Relations Center, positive or otherwise, of course, we just want the raving five-star reviews. But th- that doesn't matter. Reach out to us. We want to hear from you. Uh, we want to know uh, about that experience. We want to talk with you and and, and kind of get, get a pulse on that and, and see um, if you're willing to share your story. We'd love to hear it. You can go to superpowerexperts.com and just click on the chat bubble and they'll make sure that you get directed to the right place. Folks, Hang in there. Deep breaths, everyone. Pray, meditate, whatever whatever you need to do to remind yourself that there's a much, much, much bigger game at play here, that you matter, that we see you, we know you, we love you. Be good to yourselves and be good to each other, folks. Until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world. Take care, everyone. Take care. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.